Good evening. If you will, please turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Peter, chapter 5. Now begin reading with verse 6. 1 Peter, chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. In verse number 10, you find that Peter says that we are going to suffer a while, but after that we may be perfected, established, strengthened, and settled. When you hear that term, establish, what might come to your mind? You ever hear somebody say that they simply need to get established? Maybe they need to have their feet firmly planted on the ground? Perhaps you think of someone that is beginning anew, going somewhere perhaps they have never been, looking for things to give themselves a fresh start. You might think of someone that needs a new job and has to move from one place to another. And as they start all over, they have to find a new home. Perhaps they may need a new or better source of transportation. They'll need someone to get in contact with to help them get around. One thing that I can think of that recently was talked about on the sports radio station is a recent trade that occurred between the local hockey team and one that was out of town. And it was interesting to note that both needed a place to stay and one of the players that were traded had an apartment that was rented and he was able to lend the guy that was coming over that apartment but due to sharing an apartment from the other player, it was not able to work the other way around. But it was nice to know that there is somebody that had been there to help them get around. Well, perhaps if we are to get established, we want somebody that's been there and done that that could help us. Perhaps it is a feeling that one is all alone or very weak. Sometimes we may question ourselves, did I make the right decision? And when we look at our lives to see what is the most important decision of our life, are we going to follow after Jesus? Are we going to become a child of God? And as we make that decision, we should realize that there is nothing to be afraid of. God says we have nothing to fear. All we have to do is put our complete trust in Him. And remember, we're not alone. 
He has promised time and time again that He would ne- He would never leave us nor forsake us. And so He is the one that can help to establish us. He is the one that can help us to be confirmed, knowing that we are in the right place, that we are doing the right thing, and He is there to strengthen us. Remember Paul told the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, as you remember what Paul said, and look over what we had just studied from the Apostle Peter, we find that Peter says there are things that all happen to us. There are times that we will be tested. There are times in which we will be tempted. But in verse 7, he says to cast all our care upon him for he cares for you. He does care for us. He does want what is best for us. And he is willing to help us to achieve what is best. It is up to us to follow that lead. Again in verse 10, he says, May the God of all grace who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To Him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You can sense the confidence that Peter has, knowing that what God will do for us will be so much better than what we can do for ourselves. In fact, in the book of Romans, in chapter 8, there in verse 28, Paul says, And we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. God indeed has a purpose for us, and many times we may not know what that purpose is. But we do know that we must be willing to abide by His lead. Allow Him to achieve His purpose in our lives. And when we wonder what is His purpose in our lives, we've got to remember that Jesus was God's only begotten Son. And God had a purpose for Him. That's why God sent Him to the world, that the world through Him might be saved. And when Jesus completed the task of living a sinless life by dying upon the cross and shedding his sinless blood, being raised to see death no more, but to ascend into heaven and be at his Father's right hand, you find there was a purpose still for us to hear that gospel message, to believe it, and to obey it. Later in Romans chapter 16 and in verse 25, Paul says, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith, to God alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. You'll notice that there in verse 26, 
He says, according to the commandment to the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. We find that we must have faith in order to come to God from Hebrews chapter 11 and in verse 6. And we must believe that He is, that Jesus truly is the Christ, the Son of God. And that relationship Jesus is God's only begotten Son. And how we become sons of God, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26, by faith in Christ Jesus, you find that as all God had done for His Son, how Jesus was willing to do His Father's will, you find there is something that God is willing to do for us. And yet, there are things we must be willing to do for Him. That's why, as we started out in that text in verse 25, that He is able to establish us according to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. How are we able to do anything? Well, we know that we could not do anything without Him. It has been written of Him that in Him we live and move, and have our very being. We cannot even exist without Jesus Christ. We cannot have eternal life without Jesus Christ. We know that eternal life is in Him, as John tells us. But Paul also reminded the Thessalonians, in Second Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 3, But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Remember as we looked at 1 Peter chapter 5, he tells us to resist him. We are supposed to resist the devil. Yes, indeed, he will flee from us. You know, this had already happened. When we go back to the Gospels and read throughout the life of Jesus, we find there were times in which the devil tempted Jesus. But he was able to resist him. He was able to stand fast in the faith. In fact, he knew what his father expected of him. He knew the scriptures. After all, each time he was tempted, he said, It is written. He knew what was expected of him. And he did just that. When Paul tells the Thessalonians the Lord is faithful, we can expect Him to do something for us. Yes, He will establish us and guard us from the evil one. But yes, there are things that we must do. We must guard our hearts. We must look to Him for guidance for the strength, and for the comfort that He alone can give. And so, as we know that God is willing to establish us, how are we to get established? Sometimes that's the biggest question we have in our minds. What must I do? After all, it seems like there are so many things that I have to do. Where am I going to start? How am I going to get everything done? You know, it was fun moving from here, or from Alabama to here. 
After all, there were names that had to be changed. There were identification cards that needed to be used or several different things. You had to get auto insurance and a driver's license and to find a house and get utilities turned on and so on and so on. And it seemed like when you went to one place, they would send you to somewhere else because you had to get something else done. And when you went that somewhere else, they wanted to send you back to the first place because you had to have that first. And it seemed like everything was confusing. You didn't know where to start or what to do. So where do we start? What should we do to get ourselves established? Well, first, let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Because I believe there, Paul tells us, is the best place to start. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Paul said, Therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone, and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith, that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation, just as it happened and you know. For this reason, when I can no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith lest by some means the tempter had tempted you, and our labor might be in vain. You find here, Paul says something very similar to what Peter had said. If we're going to be established, there is something that is concerning our faith. In fact, Paul even said that he sent to know their faith. If we're going to be established, what condition is our faith in? First of all, do we have faith? Romans chapter 10 verse 17 tells us how to get it. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we've been studying our Bible class throughout the book of Joshua, we've read where there are many that have heard about God. We have heard how Rahab knew and Jericho, how God had parted the waters of the Red Sea, and then as Jericho was overtaken, we found that there were those in Nai and even beyond that have heard how God had delivered that into their hand, and as they would go from one place to another, the word was spread throughout the city or throughout the country, perhaps even throughout the whole region what God has done. And when you go from Old Testament times to New Testament times, finding all the things that God has done, even how Jesus was here upon the earth, how the apostles that were with him, that saw with their own eyes the things that he was able to do, heard with their own ears the things that he taught, how today we have the things written down by those eyewitnesses, as they were inspired by God to tell us exactly who He is and what He has done, we can't help but to increase our faith. 
we can't help to learn more about Him, to see His goodness, to know about His love, but also to behold His severity, as those that did not believe Him and or did not obey Him, the consequences in which they would suffer. Are we getting stronger in our faith? Are we becoming closer to Him? Well, in order to do that, it starts with the right mind. It starts with the right attitude. It starts with our heart. It starts with what God wants from us. Later in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, coming down to verse 11, Paul says, Now, may our God and Father Himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all His saints. Notice there in verse 13, he says that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. What condition is our heart to God? You'll recall that in the Old Testament, as David was to be chosen the next king over Israel, there were those that would see him or perhaps think, why would David be chosen? After all, he was not as tall as Saul. He was not perhaps as physically strong. And just by looking at him, you might wonder why him? Would he fit the description to lead a nation or a kingdom? But you remember the lesson that we were taught? God does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Not only does he look at the heart, but he searches the hearts. He tests the hearts. He wants to know whether in fact we are willing to abide by His will. And there, as Paul told the Thessalonians, we're reminded of why our hearts need to be established blameless. Because of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Similarly, James would say in chapter 5 and verse 8, you also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Remember Jesus already said in John chapter 14 that He will come again and receive us unto Himself that where He is, there we can be also. The thing is, He did not say when He is coming again, but He simply told us that we must be ready. And if we are to be ready, we've got to be sure that our hearts are right before God. That's why we need to listen to Him. That's why, like this morning, we talked about being cut to the heart, allowing the powerful Word of God to be at work in our lives. And speaking of working, what good is our faith 
without works. James said in chapter 2 several times that faith without works is dead being alone. So then, how do I show my faith? What work must I do? Well, that brings us to our other form of being established. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, there in verse 16, Paul says, Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. We can be established in every good word and work. Every good word takes us to Jesus. Remember what Peter said about him? In him was no sin, neither was any guile found in his mouth. Jesus never did anything wrong. Jesus never said anything wrong. And one example that we find was even when he was about to be crucified. There were those that questioned him, and yet surprisingly, he often answered nothing. There were times in which he could have said something, but he did not. There were times in which others tried to test him with difficult questions. They they might even have reason to accuse him. But he would not give in. He would simply speak the truth. Sometimes he would answer a question with a question. And those that questioned him had nothing to say against him. As Christians, if we are to follow him... We know that there too is a time to speak and a time to keep silent. And one good thing that we must speak is confessing him before men. Jesus said, if we confess him before men, he will confess us before his Father who is in heaven. And Paul said in Romans chapter 10 and in verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We have been established in word, but also in work and Indeed, this morning we talked about 3,000 souls that did one good work, that heard the word of the Lord proclaimed, that believed with all their hearts that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that were willing to repent of their sins, that were willing to make that confession, and yes, that were baptized for the remission of their sins. That's what Saul of Tarsus, later known as the Apostle Paul, did. He was baptized for the remission of his sins. And he tells us in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, that if we have been baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. 
In Romans chapter 6, we learn that we become dead to the world and alive unto God. No longer living according to the flesh, but instead walking according to the Spirit. You see, that means changing the way that we live our lives. Perhaps some of the old works we should no longer do. Perhaps there are new works that we need to do. And as we are established in every good work, we go to the source, the Word of God. Remember 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. tells us that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible tells us what it is that we need to do, how to be obedient to the gospel, how to share the gospel with others, how to live the faithful Christian life. And so as we look back how God is able to be with us to establish us. Are we allowing Him to do so? Are we truly becoming established? Are we rooted, grounded, and getting stronger in the faith? Is our heart right before God? And are we good examples in word or in deed? Tonight, the lesson is yours. We're about to sing a song of encouragement. And if there is one that needs to respond to the invitation, won't you do so as together we stand and sing?